Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. Hey everyone, I've got Alicia Barton with us today. How are you doing, Alicia? I'm doing great. It's Friday. I'm taking the night off and it's going to be great. Are you going to be watching Hocus Pocus tonight? No, my son has a school carnival tonight, so we're going to go hit the dunk tank and, uh, you know, make his teacher go swim in here. I always loved doing that, but I never hit it. Never. Not once. <laughs> yep. So we'll see what happens. We're going to invest some major cash in that this evening. All right. Well, you'll have to let me know how it goes. All right. <laughs> so Alicia is a real estate agent here in Northeast Ohio, up near Lake Erie, correct? Close to that yes, area? Yes, in Willoughby. In Willoughby. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your family life? Cause I think everyone wants to know like your family and your kids and, and how you got mm-hmm. into real estate, how you got started. Yeah. So I've been married for 10 years. My husband is Zach and he owns a web design company, which he started right after we got married. And I have one son, his name is Samuel. He's six. He'll be seven actually on Halloween. Um, We tried to have other kids, but we had three miscarriages, unfortunately. So when I turned 40, I was like, I don't want to try anymore. We're done with that. I I'm pretty content with having one kid. So um, it can be overwhelming with one kid though, because you're always the playmate. So that's very, very true. And you, you just said a lot that I want to unpack. Can I unpack some of what you just said? Sure. Go for it. (laughs) So you said, first of all, you said your husband, um, runs a web design company. Can you tell me a little bit more about what he does and what his company name is? Sure. It's Barton interactive. He has an office in Chagrin Falls. If you're familiar with that area, uh, Eastern Cuyahoga County. And, um, he does web design, web development, email marketing. He does branding. So I worked with him for a while and all of those skills are very necessary in real estate. Um, taking care of social media, you know, coming up with logos or, you know, email marketing, all of that stuff. So I find that super helpful to have a background in that. You know, I've interviewed a lot of moms for this podcast and I'm seeing a common theme. And that is that, you know, moms who have partners, you know, not the single moms, but the moms who have partners typically Mm -hmm. have some sort of real estate support from their partners, even if their partners have other careers, Um, which some of them do. And some of them are in real estate too, but I've noticed that there's that support is a common denominator and theme. So do you have his company run everything you do, or have you taken the skills from what you've learned there and applied it to your real estate business? The second one. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely has a bunch of his own clients. So I've taken those skills. You know, I, I used to do the social media for a shoe company and, um, you know, a, a tax run state run children's organization. Um, we lived out West for a while. And so I, I, I did a lot of marketing for different companies like that out there. 
Wow. Okay. I mean, that's crazy. Well, good for you and good for him. And make sure you send me yeah. a website domain for his, his company. So I can drop it in this podcast episode. If anybody wants to check it out. Awesome. Yeah. And he has a side hustle where he does estate cleanouts and reselling. So that's really nice with send real me estate that as too. well. Yeah. Because then he, you know, he can clean out a house that's full of stuff. Maybe somebody has an estate that they inherited then, you know, I take on the listing and, or I can refer him to other realtors. It's a nice partnership there too. We used to run a dumpster business and we actually got quite a few listings from people that were ordering a dumpster for a house clean out. They were getting ready to list. So we, we got quite a few from that too. So yeah, that's a really good hand in hand hustle that you got going on. Right. Yeah. So the other thing I want to unpack um, that you, yeah, unpack, I said that right. unpack that you brought up is all of the miscarriages that you had. Um, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, you know, I, I, I'm just curious, like, how did you handle that? I mean, what was your life like when that, when that happened? That's, that's serious. And we've had some moms on the show that went through IVF have had miscarriages as well. So I'm just curious how that yeah. affected you. Right. So we got pregnant with my son super fast. I was like 33 when we got pregnant with him, which is a little bit older, but then by the time we were ready to start having another one, I was 36, which they consider geriatric pregnancy, which is right. kind of shocking to hear Stupid. that word at 36. <laughs> yeah, but it was a completely different situation because I had had postpartum anxiety with my son. So I was, um, yeah, I don't know. I had high blood pressure. And then we lived in California and we lived through a couple wildfires and I got pregnant right after a really massive wildfire where we had to evacuate our house. And I just kind of, you know, got really stressed out and we got pregnant the next month. And that one we lost at seven weeks. And then we, we got pregnant a, a month later. And that one we lost at seven weeks, like to the day, like almost the exact same amount of days. Then it was a couple years before we got pregnant again. And we got pregnant right at the beginning of COVID actually. Um, it was a surprise. We hadn't really been trying and right. we were pregnant for 20 weeks and we found out that the baby, um, had died in utero. So we actually had to, um, deliver a stillborn baby, which was super traumatic. I've never, um, imagined or heard about that really, um, halfway through the pregnancy. And so, you know, it was a little boy, we got to name him. We, we actually still have his ashes, which we need to, Barry. So it's just, you know, it's pretty intense at that point. I was like, I can't try this anymore. There's so much risk in, involved in this. And I I'm pretty content with, with my family, the way it is. I'm now. so sorry. That is yeah. traumatic yeah. and, and heartbreaking. I, I absolutely can't imagine. Did, did you ever find out why this kept happening to you? Um, they said it was the high blood pressure. Like I only have high blood pressure when I'm pregnant. I don't know if it's like anxiety related, but, um, and there was nothing they could do to help you with that during your pregnancies. Not by the time they found out, because it's not like that. The first trimester, it starts elevating in the second trimester. Wow. So, well, you I are was going to have to be one of those people that's on bed rest and all that stuff. Right. Right. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, you're a saint, you're still here and trying to get through that, but you have a beautiful son and, and a family. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, those are things that you never forget or never move on from. There's no recovery from something like that, but there is healing in a way and, and learning to move on with your life in a way. And 
you know, I'm very sorry, but I'm happy that you're here and I'm happy you're talking about it because there are not a lot of people that have, would have the strength to talk about something like that. So thank you for sharing that with us. Right. I feel like we should definitely talk about it more. It makes it a lot easier to process through the whole situation. Yeah. And you know what? I interviewed somebody recently who had um, a similar situation and maybe if you're up for it, because I know she's still in dealing with it phase, but maybe I'll connect you too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we have a family member who went, went through it three times as well. And we definitely talked a lot, went out for coffee. I think it helped. And then I did the same thing when I was going through it. I met with somebody who had gone through it as well. I think we need to support one another as women. I a hundred percent agree. We need to see more of that. I mean, the, the women have been taught from a young age that you have to be competitive with each other, that that's the way of the world, that we all have to be one-upping each other all the time, especially in middle school and high school. There's that, that edge, but as adults and as women who have real lives and real things going on, we need to support each other, especially during some of these more traumatic things that, that happen to a lot of people, you know, I think it's something like 30% of women have gone through it. So that's a really high number. That's an unfortunately Mm -hmm. high number. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And, you know, maybe you can talk to me a little bit. I know that you did just get your real estate license within the last 12 months. And, you know, you said you have a six-year-old. So what was it like? And why did you decide to get your license when you did? And and how has it been having a little boy? Yeah. So my, my previous career before I helped my husband out was as an educator. I used to teach fourth through eighth grade um, for about 10 years. And ever since I quit teaching, I've always wanted to pursue real estate, but we never had the extra income to go to school or I knew we were going to move soon. And so I didn't want to do my licensing again in another state. Right. So I waited until uh, in 2020, we moved back to Ohio from California and we got settled in. And then I started my real estate classes at Hondros last year in September. I actually, I know you can take them really quickly, but I, I'm kind of, I wanted to process and learn as much right. as I possibly could. So I took uh, two or three months to take the classes and then two months to study. I took my test only one time in January and passed it. Woo-hoo. And um, I'm a January yeah. too. We're babies. Yeah. It's easy to think about in your head, you know? Yep. Absolutely. I've been in it like, oh, it's the 10th month now, almost October. So I've been licensed 10 months, you know? So what has the last 10 months been like for you? Well, the first month I was trying to juggle two careers, um, as I know a lot of people do the part-time thing. So I was still trying to do reselling with my husband and do real estate and, um, I attended a panel of realtors called part-time to full-time agents. And at that particular moment, I realized the thing holding me back was the fact that I wasn't giving real estate hundred percent. Right. And so from that moment on, I gave, I didn't do any more reselling during business hours, especially um, not just Monday through Friday, but seven days a week, giving real estate, everything I had asking tons of questions doing as many classes. And I was in a coaching program, you know, texting, calling her all the time. I'm sure I got on her nerves. (laughs) (laughs) That's what everyone thinks, but honestly, that's, that's what we do. I'm a coach too. And that's what we do. We're that that's our job is to help you grow your businesses. So I doubt you got on her nerves. (laughs) Yeah. We're still really good friends actually. Um, and you know, meeting people, starting to do showings, following up with leads. I mean, 
that's the stuff we all do as realtors, but I find it really, really enjoyable. And it took about two, 60 to 90 days. They always say to, to see results. Right. And I got my first closing in April. Wow. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So tell me a little bit yeah. about like you, you've closed, you said you've been licensed 10 months, nine months, right? Nine months. And you've had 10 deals close. So um, I'm, yeah, I've had eight close and I have two more under contract right now. Okay. So 10 transactions you've either closed or you're working on. So where is that business coming from and how are you building that while raising a son, especially over the summer right. months when he's home? Right. Thank God for grandparents. Right. I mean, that, <laughs> that was one of the big reasons we moved home to be close to family. So he has grandparents on both sides that live uh, pretty close. So four days a week, he was going to grandparents' houses during business hours only, similar to school. Right. Um, and then I was still continuing to do real estate during that time. But when it comes to where do I get my leads from, um, the first six months I was a solo agent. And then in July, I, I transitioned to being on a team because my coach took a step back um, from coaching and I still felt the need to learn a lot. And so I joined a team in order to continue learning, especially about the listing side. I've mostly worked with buyers at this point. Right. And so she's kind of tag teamed with me on listing appointments and yeah, she's available just like my coach was. Like, I think that's a great structure. Great I actually encourage a lot of agents who are just getting started in the industry and they kind of feel like a fish out of water. Um, join a team. I, I don't think teams are good long-term, um, especially if you're looking to make real estate a full-time gig. But I think that the first few years of real estate, when you're learning and you're growing, yeah, you might give up 50% of your commission after paying the brokerage and after paying your team lead and all that stuff. But guess what? You are getting so much value and knowledge um, and training and building relationships that you can't do on your own. Or if you can, it's going to be a slower process and your mistakes are going to be bigger. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we all have to learn from mistakes. So, but mm -hmm. I, I'm, that's good. I'm glad that you joined a team. How have you found um, the team since you've been with them since July? How have you been finding the team structure and everything working for you? So I definitely interviewed several teams to make sure that I was getting the right one. Yeah, the this team has an amazing energy. Um, they're they're not all the same age. They're not all the same background. Um, it's it's nice to have a variety of of experience levels and personalities and things like that. Um, the team lead is always one of the top producers, so she's definitely one of the people that I want to learn from the most. One of my goals, I mean, I have the the number of units. Like my goal for the first year was to have twelve units, and I'm definitely on track to to do that but I was having a really hard time breaking out of my price point um, gotcha. and moving into a, a new one. And I've definitely achieved that already in the first couple months. So that's really awesome. I want to be on that kind of trajectory, you know, moving forward to be able to provide for my family and just enjoy myself. You know, that your time is valuable, you know, hundred percent. So are you doing anything now? Your book of business is small because you've been in less than a year and you've got, 10 transactions flowing. So your book of business are your 10 past clients. Do you have anything set up or any systems in place that you can do to um, love on your people and, and cultivate them for future referrals? Like what, what system are you using if you have one? Yeah. You mean a CRM? Is that what you're referring to? 
a CRM. And by system, I guess I could mean something very broad range. Like for me, I use send out cards. I do pop by gifting. I do um, sending messages mm-hmm. on social media. I especially use social media to love on my people and be top of mind and present mm-hmm. in their minds as my past clients. So I guess I'm asking if you do any of those things that you can cultivate referrals from in the future. Yeah. Um, so I, I use KV core since joining the team before mm-hmm. that I was using the, the KW app command. Mm-hmm. And I, I think KV core has a, a nice kind of automated messaging system, but I tend to reach out to mine once a month and, and ask how it's going. Um, I've definitely been to some parties that some of them have thrown. They're starting to invite me to different events that they're having, And I have plans to do like house anniversary and Christmas cards and things like that. Those are really good ideas. Um, Personalized cards. There's a few programs up there. I like send out cards um, a lot and I've created like campaigns on send out cards. So I have like anytime cards. I've got just closed cards for sellers, just closed for buyers. I have referral thank you cards. So these are all like cards that I created using Canva, uploaded them to send out cards and I can send them anytime mm-hmm. I want. And that really does cultivate um, good things with, with potential. Are you writing this down right now? I see you writing. I did. I took a note. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I look, yeah, look at, look up, send out cards. And um, definitely it's because I it's use Canva all the time. Me too. Uh-huh. Do you just love Canva? What is it? about I, Canva? I do. Addicting. As somebody who's struggled to use Photoshop over the years, I'm like, this is everything I wished Photoshop was. I know. So the other night, uh, my husband and I, we usually are just absolutely exhausted by the time we get both of our kids in bed. Our kids are um, about a year apart. So one years old and two years old. And we get up at 530 every day. We work out. We make lunches. We make breakfast. Then we get the kids up, get them out the door. And by the time we get them home, get them in bed, it's like 8 o'clock, 830 sometimes at night. And we just, yep. we, we both sit in bed and lay back against the headboard and just go, and we have nothing to do. Yep. One night, um, Dan opened up his computer and he pulled up Canva and I shared a template with him on Canva that he was playing around with. That guy was up till midnight playing around on Canva, just doing random marketing things. And he does not really have a creative bone in his body. I'm the creator. He's the brains, the business growth manager, things like that. And he got Mm -hmm. so just right off the bat. I mean, I I know you kind of get lost in it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I just blew two or three hours. It's exactly what happens. I have to put a timer on myself. If it's during the workday and I know I need to create something, I have to give myself 20 minutes. That's it. That's all you get. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Exactly. That's a good idea. So, um, tell me about maybe a cringy or funny experience that you may have had in real estate since you've joined and yeah. or you can incorporate being a mom if you want, but just tell me about something cringy. So I, I never take my son on showing appointments, but I had to one day, I couldn't find any childcare. None of the grandparents were into it and welcome to the light. <laughs> yep. So I had to go to an hour away to Ashtabula actually. And I was showing, um, a client, a home that wasn't, it didn't have any, um, utilities set up, shall we say it was a lower income right. uh, property. Yeah. So we drove for an hour to get out there. And as soon as we get there, my kid says, I have to poop. I'm like, it can't be pee. Why no. can't it be pee? Like some, <laughs> something easy, right? So we're about 20 minutes early for the, the showing. I get into the house. I'm like, okay, just use the potty. It's going to be all right. 
Of course, you know, he drops a huge poo in the toilet and the water doesn't work. So then you have the smell in the air and oh my gosh nothing to be able to get rid of it it's just chilling there so I put the seat down hope for the best put my kid in the car by the time he he's like he's a he's a male right so he takes Mm -hmm. 20 minutes to poop right (laughs) so I put him in the car the the buyers are there I give them a tour around the house thank god they did not smell or notice anything but by the time I was done with the showing my kid was like a nervous wreck and he had not only pooped in the house but then pooped his pants in the car as well i don't know where all of that came from oh my it was gosh that poor kid all the way home <laughs> well poor you i guess i should say for having to smell it introducing your clients to it oh man oh, but sure. he must have been having some serious tummy problems so that would have broken my heart too it was <laughs> yeah i think there was some anxiety there for sure on his part Ah, well, that that's definitely cringy. Did your client say anything to you about it? No, the buyer never noticed, and I definitely never mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it a good gross. story to tell. I mean, if you are on social media regularly, that would be after the fact, like maybe a year or two from now, you can do a story time yeah. blog post on Facebook and tell that story because that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was it was memorable for sure. <laughs> Oh man. Well, um, you know, I only have one question left for you for the day, but before I get to that Mm -hmm. question, if our people wanted to reach out to you, any of our listeners, they wanted to connect in any way, how would be, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? I mean, I have social media. That's really a fun way to interact with people that I haven't met before. Um, I have a Facebook and Instagram and a LinkedIn. I have a personal and a professional page on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So that's, your that's a fun way to reach out. What's my, what, what's your at? Like how do, how would they find you on social media at uh, Alicia Barton homes, Alicia Barton homes. Okay. That's a good one. So my last question yep. of the day is what's your confession? <laughs> I love this question. So, I mean, we all have stress in our lives, right? And I do some weird things to cope with stress. Some people, drink some people I don't know golf whatever I have a plant addiction so I have a compulsory need to shop for and buy plants and then hide them for my husband so that he doesn't know that I uh, have bought plants and then I just bring them out or you know put them in a corner until he's like why are there so many plants around I, I currently have over 60 plants oh and my I have gosh. plants yeah, I have plans to expand. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, that's a really good confession. I have a plant addiction. I haven't heard that one yet. That's a good one. So yeah. do you garden a lot in the summertime then? I do. We have raised beds, so I like veggies and all that too. I'm gonna but, I mean, your brain. I, I'm, one of my clients is closing today on a house, and so I'm going to give him a plant because I know he he loves them. And that's awesome. my my team lead, hopefully she's not going to hear this before her birthday, but I have a plant that I picked up for her that I know she really likes. Oh, so. that's awesome. Well, cool. That's a good confession. Yeah. I like that confession. Good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's definitely one of, one of the things I, I do for stress relief. I also like to sneak my son's video games when he, uh, either, either when he is around or when he isn't, but I really love, um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's a super nerdy game. So oh my gosh. I was a Crash reliever. Bandicoot queen. High five. Nice. Yeah, on Excellent. PlayStation, like the original PlayStation Crash Bandicoot was my shoes. Right? 
it's a great way to relieve stress and not uh, injure anybody in the process, right? That's true. That's true. All right. Well, good <laughs> stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. Um, this was a great talk. I, I'm glad that I, I reached out to you and I'm glad that we had this conversation. So um, thank you so much, guys, everyone who's listening to this. And I will see you on next week's episode of Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. If you like today's confession, make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.